You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today's case study of the week shows you how to uncover and dismantle the beliefs that are preventing you from scaling your business. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into another case study edition here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Again, these aren't like testimonials. It's not people just like sharing compliments and wins. This is an opportunity for you to learn from other entrepreneurs just like you that might be a step or two or three ahead of you. And, you know, I can come on here every week and I can share something. What I've learned and what I kept noticing, by the way, is people say, well, that's easy for you. You know, you've been doing this for so long or you've got a huge list or you have a team or you're already successful. And I say, I know because of these things. And what I really noticed was it had some people not really want to listen to what I had to say because they said, I'm somehow I'm different. My situation, my circumstance where I'm at is different. So this does not apply to me. And so when I started noticing that pattern happen over and over and over again, I was like, you know what? It's got to come from someone that, where that belief or objection wouldn't be there. We started doing these episodes and so many of our listeners have said it's their favorite part of the show because you learn so much from people that might just be, like I said, like a, a phase or two or step or three ahead of you. And today is no exception. We're going to hear from Leanne Kim. She likes to call herself the accidental entrepreneur, as so many of us do, where we just accidentally fall into this role and be like, hey, I've got a business today, right? And we're going to talk about some of the beliefs that were preventing her from really scaling the business and taking it to where it is today. So if you're somebody who's kind of already got something going, you got some sort of online business, but you feel like you've even subconsciously made a decision of like, this is how far I can take it. I can't grow anymore. This is it. You kind of feel stifled in growth. This might be a really great episode to listen to because Leanne is going to kind of talk out a lot of the beliefs and the stories she had in her head about scaling in general. And we'll get into the specifics in the episode. Really fantastic episode. And I've gotten the opportunity to get to know Leanne really well over, I don't know, the last two or three years. And she's just a rock star. So who's Leanne? Well, she's a business coach and the leader of a thriving online community for mama entrepreneurs. She's the host of the Business of Thinking Big podcast, and she firmly believes that it's possible to be an awesome mom and business owner, and that we don't have to choose between family and our own dreams. She has helped hundreds of moms start and build profitable businesses that align with their family values and life goals, and I hope that she will help you do the same here in today's episode. So without further ado, let's play that interview for you right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with today's special guest, Leanne Kim. Leanne, welcome to the show. Thanks, James. I'm so stoked to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time and coming on and sharing your story. I know you and I met about 18 months ago, so we'll start there in just a moment. But if you could take a second first 
and tell our listeners, those who don't know you, a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Who do you help? How do you help them? For sure. So as James said, my name's Leanne Kim, and I help mama entrepreneurs live their wildest dreams. And we do that through our membership, Mamas & Co., but also through our business coaching programs. Awesome. How long have you had the membership? It's funny. I, I call myself the accidental membership owner because it started by accident and I didn't realize there was a thing. I didn't know what memberships were, but probably five and a half years now. And wow. Yeah, we, we started as a free Facebook group and we monetized quickly after that about four years ago. We started with, you know, membership of $20 a year. A year. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to go. Yeah. It's a little expensive right there. So, <laughs> wow. How much? Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. Totally. Now, you know, now I know what we're doing. So, yeah. yeah. And now, you know, we're hundreds of mama entrepreneurs across North America and mm. beyond. And uh, yeah, I'm really passionate about helping these mamas achieve their wildest goals and dreams. Yeah. And so how much do you charge now? Not still 20 a year. No. So we're shifting our model a little bit. We're just about to do our final launch of 2020. And then we'll probably move to a monthly model starting in 2021. We're going to oh, okay. those for six months, which is a little too scary. Also, yeah. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. It is. Yeah. yeah. How much is it? So it's 349 for the year. For okay. The year right now. It's like a dollar a day. It's like, you got it. Dollar a day. We spend more on that on coffee and stupid stuff all the time, right? <laughs> you want to come and be a part of our sales team? Yeah, right? There you go. We got this. We got this. Well, listen, I, I want to start with the point of origin of, of where we met. You want to take us back mm-hmm. there? Yeah. So I'm a little late to the party when it comes to certain things. And I kind of I discovered your podcast probably about two years ago. And I really love that there was finally someone speaking about mindset and combining that with strategy. And that really just spoke to me. And so it wasn't long after that, that I met you in person. I was working with your friend, Rick Mulready, in his accelerator program. And you came and did some coaching there. So, you know, how lucky were we to be like a dozen of us with James Wedmore for a half a day. And I remember the conversation came around to limiting beliefs. Mm. And I've heard you say this before, like, we don't recognize that they're beliefs because they're beliefs. Yeah. So you're up there coaching and I started making notes and I said, if I were to recognize what my limiting beliefs were, what would they be? And I was just making this mad list. Wow. That's a really... I just want to pause there because that's a really great question. If I were to recognize these limiting beliefs, what might they be? And so so it just started flowing at that point. It started flowing. And within probably about 10 minutes, I had at least 15 of them on a page. Lucky you. (laughs) And so I worked up some courage to, to raise my hand and share this. It was a big breakthrough for me. And I said, I told you that I had done that. And you said... What are they? What's the first one on the list? Mm. And I said, how am I going to pay all these people? was the first one. Wow. How many people were talking at the so time? At that time, we had probably about six different people doing different things in the business. We didn't have the right people in the right seats. And people were kind of coming and going. And I was starting to get nervous about 
you know, the monthlies. I was starting to get nervous about that. And I think that was beginning to limit me in what I thought was possible for us. And that's when really, you know, your content around thinking like a digital CEO, I really resonated with me because I knew that's the area that I had to dig into more. Mm -hmm. So tell me more, were you like, if the belief was, well, the question was, how am I going to pay all these people? Is that where you are today? Did you let go of that question? Like, how did that shift? And what did that result for you? Did you work through that there that day? No, I would say it took some time. And it took me really being willing to look at what was really going on. And I think, you know, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions. I was asking the wrong question. That is a bad question. I mean, it's not a bad, bad question, but like there are better questions because it kind of comes from this place of like, it almost just presupposes that you can't. How am I supposed to, you know, almost is like this energy of like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. And what was underneath that was I had created an invisible ceiling, what I thought I was able to earn in my business and therefore what I was able to spend to get that. Because I'm, I've always been very profit-driven. I come from the world of sales. And so I'm very protective of you know, running a lean business and having solid margins. So when I started to see my margins getting smaller and smaller with all these people who, you know, at the, at the time, weren't producing the right results, I realized that it wasn't them. It was 100% me. And like I say, there was a lot of stuff wrapped up in not being the right leader. This is this is a huge conversation because that's where most people go when it comes to team building. I just see it time and time again, right? We're going to the what's it going to cost and what's the now it's the burden on me and and you know, we look at the loss, we look at the what's being taken away. We look at the threat. The only point in hiring somebody is because it's supposed to help grow the business. There should be no other reason why you're hiring somebody, right? And so I talk about this with Mel Abraham all the time because we do a lot around money because he's so great with so many of the money conversations and the financial mastery that people don't come in with that financial acumen, right? And we talk about a rule of thumb of you, you should be a minimum of a 3 to 4 multiplier. In other words, if you're paying somebody, whatever you pay them, they should be yielding you a minimum three to four times X additional revenue. And it doesn't happen overnight. You know, there's training, there's people getting their momentum and they're getting, they're growing, but that's the goal. Mm-hmm. It's always been really funny that people say, oh, I can't afford to hire somebody. You say, well, yeah, because you haven't hired anybody. If you had these people already, you'd be making more money to afford them, right? So it's a, it is. It's a very like interesting game. So what I'm hearing from you, which is really fascinating too, is that you had the belief which created this glass ceiling of how much you could make. Yeah. And so as you brought the team on, you found ways to reinforce that belief in your life. So the income didn't go up, just the cost, which meant less and less. It's like it's like one of those old like 1960s Batman films where he, the Joker throws Batman in the pit of water and the water gets higher and higher and higher until you're like, oh my gosh, stay tuned, you know, next week, same bat time. So what was the belief or what was behind this ceiling of income? And do you mind sharing it all? Like, what was that number for you? So... I have kind of blown my own 
idea of what was possible out of the water really quickly in my business. Originally, you know, you've probably heard this a million times, as have I. The goal was to make what I was already making in my corporate job. Yeah, yeah. Then I had two kids and I wanted to be more present in their life. And and truly, I, I really wanted a better life. I wanted to enjoy my days and do something that was meaningful. And I just didn't have that. So that was the original goal. But when we surpassed that, you know, just slightly longer than six months, it was like, okay, well, can we do this? Can Mm. we do this? And so we just, I kept inching the number up and every time I would be able to hit it and then I would think, okay, so what's possible here? So at that time, we were probably making, you know, around 300,000 in the business. And I had set a goal of a million, but I didn't really know that I didn't believe it was possible. If I'm being really honest yeah. with you, I didn't believe it was possible and still maintain the kind of lifestyle that I wanted. Right. It's like the belief was in order to make a million, I'll have to what? I think it was, if I'm thinking about the belief that was really limiting me, it's online business is hard. Yeah. Hiring is hard. Yeah. You know, finding great people who care about your mission is hard. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I would say it wasn't so much about the dollars. It was the stuff that was underneath that, yeah. the stories that I was telling myself about what was possible. And I think looking back, those were really excuses because I was just finding excuses to not be the kind of leader that I knew I should be. Mm-hmm. I was still focusing on executing a lot of the things and not focusing enough on leading my team to greatness mm. and the tools and the support and the yeah. training that they needed. And that's where I was like, okay, well, these beliefs are keeping me from doing that. It's easier to stay totally. here and complain and stay safe. <laughs> that yes, it is. And there is, it's a very different, I love that you noticed that getting from like zero to 300 K was like, just do more of what I've been doing and do it better. But what I'm also hearing is something I hear all the time that to go to something like a million is like, you got to play a different game. Yeah. Cause if you keep playing the same game you've been playing, you're working from a finite construct. There's only so many sales calls you can do. There's only so many hours you can work. There's only so many things you can do in a day. And inevitably, eventually that will run out. Your energy will run out. Willpower runs out. Your time runs out. And then your income potential runs out. And until we kind of flip the model, which is most people don't do, because I have to imagine that what you had to be willing to do when you flip that model from how do I work more and push harder to how do I become a better leader? One of the hardest things you have to do is let go of control. Now, do you, do you feel like you had to do that? And if you did, was that a challenge? So... I would say I was a firm believer in bringing in help pretty early on. And I was okay with getting people rope and letting people make mistakes. The big aha for me was, as I say, I, I didn't have the right team and they weren't doing the right things. And so the shift was, these people don't know what they're responsible for in my business. Mm, I haven't yeah. made that clear. Right. So how are they supposed to know? And so Charlie, shortly after that trip to San Diego, when I got home, I started really thinking about what if I changed it? And instead of saying, you know, my team costs a lot, I started to say, who, what are the roles that I need in this business? And, and what are they responsible for? So and good. Literally, yeah. 
mapped out three key roles in the business and they still exist today and we have the right people in those roles. But it took a while, like kind of moving a few pieces here. Yeah. You do this in this role and this role. Like it, I think that's the thing people don't get is that leadership isn't linear. Mm. And it's not, no one hands you a blueprint and says, this is how to do it. Because then you would be following. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what people don't get is they want a blueprint for leadership. And it's like, no, no, no. Leadership is creating the blueprint. Exactly. Exactly. And so even just by bringing them into a meeting and sharing with them, I, I'm a visual person. I like to map things out of giant pieces of paper and Sharpies. And I held it up to the screen and I said, these are the three roles. This is what you'd be responsible for. How does that sound? And they were like, oh my God, yes. It was like I had just given them the keys to yeah. unlock their own potential. So this is this is so huge. I want to talk about this for a moment because I cannot stress how important this is. You, you can ask 9 out of 10 business owners and especially probably 10 out of 10 struggling business owners that have any team at all. And you can say, what are the roles in the business? And what are the responsibilities in each of those roles? And you're going to just get deer in the headlights. Yeah. Right. Um, but what <laughs> roles? Is it, you know, I do everything. And then I just have this really long to do list. This was me, by the way, really long to do list. And I go here, do you want to help? Do you want to do some of this? Do you want to do some of that? Can you help me with this? There's too much on my to do list. We do take some of it off. You know, then the role is they're just to do list helper. Right. So let me ask this question without any of them that might have to listen to this. Was there some letting go that needed to happen as a result of this infrastructure change? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think once we, there were a couple people on the team that just weren't the right fit. Yeah. And, then, and, and the roles is what helped you clarify that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They weren't going to help us achieve the results we wanted to achieve. Right. And so we looked at a leader team where people had more responsibility mm. and more direction. And that's where I would say, you know, some of my biggest learnings from BBB came was. I'm sure a lot of people buy BBB for like more of the tactics and the, you know, the strategies of how to do launches. I bought it for the leadership stuff and the mm. mindset stuff, which I knew I had already done a good job, but I wanted to take it to the next level. And yeah. I love that you lay it all out there for you. It all starts with you and you know, that module you buy design. I just love that. <laughs> and when I really started to look at that work, that's when things became clear it all starts with my own beliefs about the business and my own beliefs about, you know, what I think make a great leader, what I think make a great lifestyle, because you touch on that, and making sure that I'm bringing in people who see that too, who want, who want yes. not just sit the same like business goals, because that's great if someone comes up to your team and says, yeah, we want to do that too, but truly saw the same values that you believe in and live their life the way you live yours. Yeah. I think that's so important. And I think we underestimate the importance of that as business owners. hundred percent. It's all about culture. If there's secret to team building, because I have the best team in the industry. Sorry, sorry, Leanne, mine's better. I have the best team. They really are. They're most extraordinary human beings. And I'm so grateful. And the secret is the culture. And today it's easier to attract more great people because I sit there and I say, will they enhance the culture or take away from it? And if they take away from it or don't add, then it's a no. It's very simple, you know? So we got clear. And these are not the things you hear about. When you talk about the stuff we're talking about and what we're doing, like what Leanne does in her business and what I do, it's not what you hear. You hear about funnels and extracting money and, and increasing sales. And like, those are all important, great things. 
you need that. But that's just one piece of the equation. Unfortunately, that's just the exciting piece that people pay for because that's what they want. And some of the things that we talk about, you feel like a doctor, right? Because you're like, I got to give you your medicine. I got to give you your vitamins. You know, you don't want to, but you need it. And you do. You need it. You couldn't imagine starting a restaurant and saying, you know what? I don't want to build a team. I'm going to do it all myself. I'm going to cook the food. And at the same time, I'm cooking the food. I'm going to greet the guests at the door, take them to their seats. And then I'm going to serve them their dinner while simultaneously cooking their meal. And then I'll clean up after them. Couldn't do it. No restaurant that I know of exists where it's one person playing all the roles. And we know that. People will hear what I just said and they'll start laughing just kind of like how you did. And then they go, but I'll start my business and I'll do it all just by myself. And then they go, but the problem is I'm so overwhelmed. And I'm burnt out and I'm so busy. And they think they're not related. They think there's no causality or connection. And there absolutely is. And, you know, the thing is, is people then go, oh, well, so what do I need to get like $100,000 capital and raise all this money just so I can hire? No, I started with one virtual assistant from the Philippines for a few dollars an hour for 40 hours a week. And the amount of time that he gave me back was all I needed to start getting going. You can start there. So let me ask you this question. I'm really intrigued and curious. What are these three roles? What three roles did you create and what were those responsibilities? Okay. So I, I don't have them written down beside me. So you'll have to forgive You better have them memorized. <laughs> I, I, I think I do. So the first one was world-class marketing. The first one was essentially she's responsible for our podcast and a lot of our mm-hmm. um, social media. And so yeah. she was responsible for... It's changed a little too because yeah. we have brought one new person in, but she was really primarily sure. responsible for the website, excuse me, and the podcast. Great. Our community manager, which has now really, she's grown and blossomed so beautifully. She's more of an integrator, to be honest, but the buck stops with her when it comes to the community experience. And so how we know she's hitting the mark is when our members have an outstanding experience from beginning to end. Yeah. That's she's there to keep them happy and keep them engaged and bring in their friends because that's, you know, that would grow. And then there is a third person who was responsible for Facebook ads. So that is not someone who is time in the business, but that was a skill that I I feel very strongly such a special skill set Mm -hmm. that I didn't want a generalist learning how to do that and through I really wanted to bring somebody in who knew that. And then since then we brought in somebody to handle our social media on the moments and post side of things because it was again, it was just one of those things we weren't doing it well. And we knew that well it's actually one of our members, one of our top ambassadors could do that better than us because she could see all these great wins our members were having and she was in amongst them. She was just, you know, already seeing their great stories and wins. And so that's what we've done more of is on the social media side of things is really highlighting their wins. So those, yeah. I mean, those are the roles as they stand now, but that was a really big decision that we had to make that everybody in the business had to be very we had to be very clear yeah. on what the outcome was. And, and I want to reiterate this because I think this is really important. So Leanne completely restructured how she looked at her business. And she said, there's three roles I need. Three functions, right? Basically, and I'm just going to reiterate it using different terms, is content marketing, paid advertising, and fulfillment, customer experience, customer success. Three roles. 
And that can take someone really far. Now, what she's also experiencing, which we experience, and you will as well, listeners, is that as you grow, so you have, you may have one person in multiple roles. Like when we started really implementing all this stuff we talk about um, about four years ago, that's when so much changed for us. We had one person doing Instagram and our podcast. Now, that was it. That was like our marketing department. One person doing Instagram and podcast. Now we have one person fully dedicated to podcast, one person fully dedicated to Instagram. And we have a content marketing director who's in charge of managing our copywriters, creating whatever you know content strategy and working directly with myself. And we have a department head. I mean, it expands as you grow, right? Because that's what the business needs. As you grow, what it was its needs are changing. So well, this is great. So simple. Now, here's the million dollar question. When you made these three roles, like content marketing, paid advertising, and success experience for the customers, what was Leanne's role? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that because this is the most exciting part. I've already, I was pretty clear on what I, on what my special sauce is. I mean, you know me. What is it? (laughs) What's your special sauce? For me, it's definitely, it's teaching and coaching. Mm -hmm. It is content creation. Yeah. You know, it's the thing that I would do all day, even if I wasn't being paid a dime. Mm -hmm. Now that I have a podcast and we're 75 episodes in, I love that. And when I hear people say, oh my gosh, I got to create another, I got to do a podcast. That sounds like a lot of work. Right. Like, oh my gosh, right. it's so joyful. To I, I, you know, I, I want to say something to that too, because anytime I'm on a podcast or an interview with someone, I, I, there's a point in the conversation where I have to pause and I'm like, do you think I'm working right now? You think this is work? You think I'm sitting there like, Ugh. and if it is for you, if you are saying the type of things that Leanne was pointing at, like, oh, I don't want to create any, I don't want to teach somebody. I don't want to create content. I don't want to help anybody. You should really be listening to that and not build this type of business. Because if you do not... I, and you know, I'm going to lose customers over this. Like, There are going to be people that were like, I was going to buy your stuff, James, and I'm not. But I don't want someone going down the wrong direction in your life. If you don't have the desire to teach, coach, or help people, this ain't the right business model for you. There is a better business for you. If you find that wherever you go, people say, how did you do this? How did you do that? I got to ask, how are you doing this? And you're like, oh, where, how much time you got? I love to share with you. You love to write. You love to talk. You love to share. You love to teach. You love to coach. Welcome. (laughs) But if that's not you, you know, you got to do a lot of that in this business. So you should be doing what you love. And so I'm glad that that's something that you love doing. And it shows why you're so successful. Thank you so much. And can I add to that, that if you are not getting out of bed most mornings, excited to work, excited to work in your business, that is 100% on you. And that is because of the business you've created. I think there's a lot of people walking around acting like they're slaves to their business, right? And yep. there's some magic funnel they haven't figured out yet. Right. There's some magic formula. And it's because of the choices that we make. Right. Well, think about what you said. You're a slave to your business, but who created the business? <laughs> you created it that way and became a slave to it. That's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. But I've been there. You were there. I was there. We were there. And we, we got free. 
But we had to go to work and change ourselves. And then we had to change what we created. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of this started to change. You know, when I met you and I started doing this work, I was in an unhappy place. I was spending, I was working over 40 hours a week, which was never my end goal. I was spending a lot of that time focusing on things that I didn't love to get to this elusive next level. And then things really shifted when I thought about, well, if I could have a dream business, what would that look like? Mm. And I think that's why your originally it was your video series rise of the digital ceo that drew me in and of course even just the name business by design yeah like oh god yes please i need to design a better business right but i remember it was two so it would have been 2018 i saw the video series rise of the digital ceo and i can remember lying in bed having it on like low volume so i wouldn't break my husband (laughs) (laughs) yeah and just binging that. And then I actually didn't purchase BBD that year. And as soon as the doors closed, I regretted not doing it. Mm. So the following year, I was actually, I had built, you know, I was getting to the point where I was happier with the life that we had and more of that balance. We were on vacation or family trip in Portugal. And I was like, I got to rush back to the hotel because BBB closes tonight. I got to make sure I buy it. You're one of those last minute people, Holly. Huh, <laughs> Not with everything, but with courses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. <laughs> By the way, I, I don't feel like I fully... We got... Because I sidetracked you. Your official role, was it content creator and teacher or... So... I don't think I've given myself a name and maybe I should, but it, it is really the visionary yeah. of the business. Yeah. And, the, and the things that I focus on are the things that support the vision the most. Yes, other people can start to do some in mm-hmm. coaching. And I spoke to you about that actually recently. Like it is time for us to bring in some new coaches and mentors. I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. Yeah. But, but I think it is important to continue to focus on not just what you're good at, but what also lights you up to no end. I think if we can find a way to do 90% of the time those things, I think a lot of people resist leadership because they they have a very old school mentality of managing people or, yeah. <laughs> or delegating. Right. And uh, I, I see this a lot with a lot of my clients as well. They, the thought of managing people keeps them up at night and they, they hate the thought of that. And so they limit themselves and they continue to do all the work where they hire one or two people and it doesn't work out because they told themselves managing people is hard. Yeah. And you know what? I think it is actually hard. And I want to say that I think I've stepped into a role to be a very effective leader. That was hard to do that because I think as entrepreneurs, it's a different type of leadership that isn't very effective (laughs) because the entrepreneur wants to prove something to the world, do it all myself and have all the control. That is like the antithesis for leadership. Leadership is like the quote, I think it was Ghani that was like, look, there go my people. I must follow them. It's the leader becomes the invisible one that doesn't get any credit and doesn't have any control. You know, they're the one that breathes life into a vision. And what I realized was, when you got really good at leadership and then created really great structure in the business, and Leanne, you spoke to that with the roles and the responsibilities, that you can attract people that don't need to be managed nearly as much as you would think, let alone micromanage. But I don't manage at all. I use zero management. I lead. 
and we have the structure in place. So it's like the vision becomes like the vacuum that pulls people forward and the, the structure becomes the like caboose of the of the train and their your great team is on that train and they know they know their job and they manage themselves that's my experience that's a lot of our clients experience and and yeah i think the lot why we say this is because like i think the last thing people want to do is say like oh i don't i don't want to manage people all day it's like i don't think you have to yes you know so yeah can i just add to that too one of the things that i felt i meant it meant to lead was coming up with the ideas of things that people needed to do and then telling them to do it and then making sure they did it. Ah, yeah. That's kind yeah. of like a very old school mentality. Mm-hmm. And everything changed when we started, yes, giving them this responsibility and a little bit more rope, but bringing them into the conversations more because their ideas are often better than mine and they see things that I don't see about our 100%. people. 100%. So, like, you know, the next time we launch, if I want to know what do you think we did well last time? What do you think mm, we did right now? Yeah. You know, especially during these unusual times. It's so important. And just by doing that, they're that much more invested in, in the mission and the vision of the business. I, I couldn't agree. And if anything, the only management that's happening today is my team's managing me. <laughs> they're sitting there. Okay. So true story. We're about to wrap up here and I am off to go film a video ad for some of the stuff we're doing with Business by Design, that my team, it was all their idea. They came up with all of it and they're like, hey, we want you to go rent an ATV out in Sedona and you're going to do this video out on a cliff and it's going to be really awesome. Their idea. They're telling me. And I'm like, great. Okay, what else do you want this dancing sea monkey to do? You know? <laughs> and so I'll go do it. And that's just the dream. Like, they're guiding the vision now. You know? So... It's so happy to hear your journey and your transition. I think this is such a hard transition for people to make. They make it hard internally. So they don't ever make it and they stay stuck at that income ceiling like you were talking about. And I'm so happy to hear that you broke through that, that you changed that old paradigm and stepped into a completely different new role for yourself. Call it visionary, call it leader, call it digital CEO. It's all the same to me. And it's what your business needs. It's not what we wanted necessarily, but it's what you need. And I promise you that when you do step into that, there's so much more joy. There's so much more fulfillment. It's so much more... Oh, this is what I always thought it would be like when I said, I want to start a business. Because most people are sitting there saying, this is not what I signed up for. I'm working 14 hours a day, doing it all myself. This sucks. I'm not a techie and I'm doing all these things that don't bring me joy. This sucks, right? And so we're looking at our business the wrong way when we structured it the wrong way. So this has been amazing. You have any final thoughts or parting words before we call this complete? Yeah, I would say, you know, you do need to design your business. You need to take the time to create the systems and to bring the right people in. And it might feel like a lot of work at first. But when you do that, the results on the back end, I mean, I think I mentioned this to your team when we reached out. Originally, you know, we grew by 20% last year. But in scalable offers, in leveraged offers, it was 50%. So I actually That's worked huge. less. Yep. I actually worked less yep. than ever before and only doing the things yep. that I love primarily. And this year we've seen, you know, we've seen the same. I was curious the other day because if, if it's okay to say this is being recorded at the time of... Yes. Uh, May 5th. Yeah. <laughs> I 
everyone's focusing on protecting what they got and, you know, not fearful of loss and all this stuff. So I was curious to see where we were. And I was happy to see that once again, we were up by 20% mm. year to date, even though all this has been happening for the yeah. last two months. And yeah. we have seen some, you know, loss in terms of revenue, but we've also seen growth in new areas that we didn't anticipate. So that's been really awesome. That is awesome. It is. And it's always exciting. I keep talking to online business owner after online business owner and the vast, vast majority are experiencing the best times they've ever experienced in their business. Best meaning most engagement and most eyeballs, highest open rates, highest attendance rate, biggest sales, highest conversions. You know, it's really exciting to me because this is this little corner of the world. The us little nerds have been hanging out and playing in for some of us for a long time, me going on almost 14 years and, you know, Here's all these new people coming like, wait, what? What is this that you guys do? There's a whole world of people coming to see what we do, what we've been doing for years and come hang out with us. And, you know, with all the stuff that is happening in the world, I do hold a perspective that so much more good will come out of all of this. The person who lost... There's that person that will have lost their job and realized that they were in a job they hated that was making them depressed sick and taking them away from their family. And they are now in a time where they are questioning what matters to them, what's important. And they're going to come to people like Leanne and say, or that mom and say, I think I want to start my own business. I think I want to do my own thing. And what a beautiful thing. I, I Entrepreneurship is tough, in my opinion, because you didn't learn it growing up. We didn't go to entrepreneurship school. We went to employee school. You went to work hard, do what you're told, ask permission school. Sorry. I know that gets people really triggered, but I love it. And (laughs) I love watching people squirm a bit when I share my perspectives. You can have your perspectives. I'll have mine. We didn't go to school for entrepreneurship. So you're going to school learning while you're doing it. And you went to school for a really long time. And then you get you start a business in six months. It's a bumpy road. And you're like, oh, this is too hard. I give up. It's been six months. It took you a whole year just to graduate the fourth grade. <laughs> you gave yourself a year to do fourth grade. Let's give ourselves a year or two to do mastery of this different type of way. But in that process, I can promise everybody two things. Number one, you will learn and grow in ways that you can't even imagine, just like Leanne shared today. And number two, you will find so much more purpose, meaning, and fulfillment than you ever have in your entire life. And that's why I do what I do today. Because I keep learning, I keep growing, and I keep finding so much meaning in what I do. And Leanne, I can only imagine the same goes for you. Yeah. So where can we hear more about you, learn about you, and stay connected with you? Sure. So I actually have my own podcast called The Business of Thinking Big. Love it. We talk all about the mindset and the strategy too. Check us out on Instagram at Mamas and Co. We will link all that up for you guys in the show notes so you can quickly and easily head on over to Leanne's podcast, hang out with her on Instagram, shout her out, give her a DM or a tag in the stories as you're listening to this episode. Let her know which part of her story and her journey has impacted and resonated with you the most. I know she would appreciate that. I always appreciate that. It makes me feel good. So Leanne, thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in all those years ago and doing my crazy little exercises and worksheets that I make everyone do when they come hang out with me. Thanks just for sharing 
all the growth that's come from it. Uh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to another amazing, extraordinary episode. We got more coming your way. Stay tuned here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know 8 out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.